So 11 episodes in, how are you feeling about your new career as a podcaster? I love it. <laughs> I love it. You I weren't did... sure when we first started it, No, I really wasn't. And I think um, I've never been one to listen back or watch videos of myself or anything like that. I'm just mortified at how I sound and how I look, but, you know. Well, you also don't. I'm not sure this is an admission we should make on the podcast, but you don't really listen to podcasts. So this was a slightly kind of <laughs> going into it blind, wasn't it, really? It was. You forced me to listen to various podcasts, um, and uh, which is ridiculous, really, because one of the reasons I like listening to radio is I like to listen to people chatting. So for me not to listen to podcasts, like you say, is criminal. And I have listened to a few, and I, I actually find them really entertaining and, and the vast array of subjects that you can listen to is great and i was giggling on the way home yesterday from being down in yeovil and i suddenly thought oh god do we actually make people laugh and i'm now worried that we don't i used to worry that we don't offer content and now i'm worrying that we don't make people laugh so yeah so i am enjoying it and i i really love our chats and i love the fact that we've carved out this space in order to be able to talk about what we're doing and everything else in quite a constructive way, I think, because too often it's like I'm dashing out the door to do one thing and you're dashing out the door and you'll say to me, have mm. you done this yet? And I'm thinking, oh, God, I've not done that. I knew you'd done that. And then I say something to you and you say, I've not done that yet. Whereas here, at least we've got an hour where we sit quite calmly and go through things that. It's nice to download yeah. and oh, decompress, it is. isn't yeah. it? And just sum up how things have been going. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so. So I am enjoying it. Yes, thank you. Show some love, guys. Caroline's worried she's not making people laugh enough. You're, you're worried and I, about it. And, your... I, and I, I do have my my moments where I did fall down a set of stairs while you were trying to record in another podcast. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, you did. I yeah, fell yeah. over my handbag. Clattering down. <laughs> yeah, and like, well, but we're not setting out to make people laugh as such, are we? No, we're I know. trying you to be real. To be, we don't, well, the thing that you always said you didn't want this to be was another preachy property yeah. podcast that's what you said it you didn't want think it to that, make. i think that seems to be landing with people i think, I think I, so I, yeah I, I think so we get one of the things that i've loved about the podcast so far we're only 11 episodes in um but i do love the feedback that we're getting from people yeah, um for sure um both in terms of people who take the time out to write into the podcast or send us a dm or a voice note that's amazing um but also just people that we bump into in the street. No, oh, that, yeah, that, that makes that us sound really. That makes us sound famous. We're, we're hardly famous, but um, we were at Eaton House. Do you want to tell oh, the story? Yeah. So the lovely Trish, who lives next door to us, um, she... we know she listens. So hi, Trish. We now Hello, know she Trish. listens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was really nice. I was busy putting the rubbish out, which I seem to do on a hourly basis down there um and she said oh hi caroline how are you doing i said oh yeah yeah she said oh i i hear you've got the photographers down on wednesday i'm thinking photographers down on wednesday how do you she know seems that? to know a lot about the inner yeah. workings of our business yeah. and then uh, and then she said oh no i listened to your podcast <laughs> and i thought oh wow that so yeah. thank you trish that, that was really nice and uh it was lovely for I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but it was lovely for Trish to come along to the the open day and bring us yeah, a bottle of wine. Yeah. So thank you for that, Trish. Spoiler really appreciate. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, no, I, we love the feedback, and um, it seems to be landing with people. And we only ever did this to be real. Um, I guess the, you know the thing that I have in the front of my mind is um, 
in some capacities outside of doing a podcast. Um, I'm expected to be a bit more. Hello, everyone. My name is Mark Winship. Mm-hmm. And um, my name is Caroline Winship. And, and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course, with our team. We couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, and that is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Always evolving. There's stuff that's coming up all the time that, that, that we've not come across. And, you know, I'm the first to say that we're not going to get it right every single yeah. time. And I think that's nice for the listeners because sometimes in sort of property training spaces, the people that are delivering this training have perhaps been doing it for a while, feel they've done it all and are not actually... And not active. Uh, and not active. So they're not actually living through what current changes there are and the new legislation and everything else and their drive, their passion, their energy has almost been spent, whereas yeah. ours is very much in the forefront. Yeah, I mean of what we we're could doing. go down a rabbit hole with this, as you know, around property training, but people, you know, um teaching something that they've not been active in themselves for a number of years, sometimes decades, or potentially never at all, which yeah, is... Yeah, um, we, yeah, there's a lot of people out there yeah. doing that. So we only we only came on this to keep it real. But no, I just wanted to see how you're, how you're finding yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I think you have enjoyed it. Um, I think, if anything... We were talking about whether or not to have a sort of a, a, a midterm break, weren't we, over August? But I think you're keen to push through and, know, um, yeah, and keep said, checking like in it. with the listeners. And and it is it is lovely when we get to hear from you. We've actually had a, a, a listener message that I want to read out um, for this episode. So this came in from Harpreet from Red Cedar Homes, um, who's been in touch to say that she's loving the podcast and all the little nuggets that we're sharing. In fact, um, she may be loving them too much because whilst on a walk with her husband, and discussing their latest offer, um, they said, oh, we sound just like Mark and Caroline. <laughs> um, apparently, she was highlighting some of the challenges that they'll face, and her husband was always looking on the bright side of life, which um, <laughs> they seem to think echoes you and I. Um, and they said, good luck with the opening of Eaton House Hotel. Um, we're really excited for you both, which is lovely to hear. It's nice oh, to hear that we've so got nice, listeners yeah. who, A, are following what we're doing and, and are rooting for us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's always great to hear. So if you, you know, if you are listening, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do reach out. It means the world. There's always a chance that we'll get a chance, we'll get an opportunity to give you a shout out on the pod as well, which is cool. Um, but yeah, send us a message and let us know that this stuff is actually landing with you guys. Um, but this is actually quite a special episode of the podcast. Very special episode. Not only um, Caroline's always already given you a bit of a tease, but not only do we have some big news for you about our latest hotel project down at Eaton House, but we are also introducing an amazing new feature and a new regular special guest who we can't wait for you to hear from. Mm. So with all that still to cover, shall we get started? And let's go. Okay, let's get into it. We did it. I know, and I'm still awake. Just. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We launched Eaton oh, House Hotel. I know. What a week. There were what plenty of times this week when I wasn't sure we were going to get to that point. Um, but we, we we pulled out all the stops. We pulled it out of the bag and um, we quite literally cut the ribbon. We did. That was so exciting, wasn't it? I mean, you said to me, shall I go and get a ribbon? I thought, mm, I'm glad we did. Yeah, did I, I think we'd have it would have felt slightly awkward if we just sort of kind of stood there with the deputy mayor who who turned up to open the, the, yeah. the building, which was amazing. Um, and um, if we hadn't have had a ribbon for her to cut or a bottle of champagne to smash over the door, <laughs> I think you um, did that with boats. Yeah. So no, it was it was brilliant. So I mean. Nothing, nothing, nothing works. Um, it, it all looks lovely. Nothing. Oh, it, well. 
Okay, I'm exaggerating, but um, no, we, we kind of have, th- we, we've realized from experience now, we have almost three deadlines that yeah. we need to hit, don't we, when it comes to launching a project like um, like Eaton House. So the first deadline is, and that there's different stages of readiness, I guess. Um, yeah, there's stages definitely. at which it all needs to look beautiful, but it doesn't necessarily have to work. Yeah. And we're kind of in that point at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously... Um, preparing for actually being guest ready so our first deadline which we which we had this week was <laughs> photos and staging oh God, it's photos just, and staging yeah. that's the first thing isn't it where everything needs to be absolutely mm-hmm. immaculate it needs to look perfect these are going to be the hero shots on our website they're going to be on all of the listing platforms that is going to encourage people to click and to book and it and those photos are going to be set in stone if you like that's what we're going to be using to yeah, market and yeah. sell the property i'm so excited because honestly what a supreme effort by abby and the changing spaces team absolutely just yeah phenomenal so, changing spaces we've used them before on one of our yeah. other hotel projects we weren't sure and I've, I've said this to abby so this won't be a surprise if she's listening we weren't sure whether to use them on this project and that is no, no reflection yeah. on they did an absolutely phenomenal job with the madison um it looked stunning and they completely transformed the place but eaton house was a slightly different prospect wasn't yeah. it it was furnished yeah it was furnished had carpets curtains it was decorated and, and i guess we were wondering what what difference can they really make to it you know is it just going to be a case of slapping down some cushions Mm -hmm. which we're just about capable of doing ourselves um so what difference could they really make but i don't know about you i'm I'm so (laughs) glad that we did Um, the results speak for themselves well we haven't actually seen the photos yet but just just walking around the place it's turned it from you know a very well a nice property to an absolutely top-notch contemporary stylish, stylish professional elegant, yeah. the way that they've linked um all of the design features together i mean it, it was decorated already and you know i think we've said before on the podcast not necessarily to our taste but actually i love it now yeah. um and the way that they've pulled it all together um and we've added some extra furniture pieces and stuff and it's just all come together and it looks absolutely and, fabulous, and like key it? features i mean you know, key features like, you know, in some of the rooms, there's a sort of an element of dark wood, but with bright, not bright, but but sort of burnished gold wallpaper. And what they've done with the beds is they've sort of pulled out that dark element with the throw. And it sounds... Well, what difference can a throw make? But oh my goodness, it yeah, just looks it really stunning. sets it off. It's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, um, and that's that's the thing about serviced accommodation is this is not uh, this is not vanilla by to let. No. This is about making a property stand out, um, making people stop scrolling through through the search mm. results and and pick your property for the one that yeah. they're going to stay in. And I'm glad. I'm really glad actually that they. That, that we didn't try and do it ourselves. Oh, no. um, we have done before. We know what a slog that can be, and, and it's not on a property anywhere near that no. scale. But, you know, they turned up with um, a huge van with – I don't know how many of them were on site. They were well, just, they uh, came – the day day one was bringing the furniture, yeah. and then Abby and the team arrived yeah. the following day yeah. to Two stage. two-stage process. They took out the entire dining room for all of their staging yeah. and everything else. So <laughs> it was a big, it was a big uh, effort, although, you know, the vast majority of the furniture was already in place. It was still um, a monumental effort, wasn't it, to get everything ready? And- yeah, and and people do ask, oh, how it went, and you kind of you can't, in a nutshell, explain what the last two weeks have been like. Mm. Yeah, you know, we've been we've been pulling fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hour shifts. Yeah. 
so we had our son with us this week. Um, it's nice to involve the family in what we're doing. Um, we're very mindful of that, aren't we? That yeah. we spend a lot of our time building for our for our future and for our legacy and everything else. But ultimately, you know, we don't want to be missing out on key moments yeah, with, with the family. And so I'm not sure he appreciated being uh, dragged <laughs> down to Yeovil and spending the week down there without hot water and uh, more significantly without Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> yes. But you know, he it was just nice. About coped, didn't he? Did yeah, really well. It, it was nice for him to chip in and, and yeah. stuff. So it's you know that that's been a, a nice thing over over the last week. But like I said, we've got other deadlines we need to meet. So the first one was the photography and the staging. The second deadline is the launch. So yeah. Yeah. The, the launch is really when we uh, open the doors. Um, when we have a bit of an open day, we invite the community, we invite local businesses. We had the care home opposite come and visit and they all came around to oh, have a nosy. Oh, that was just so lovely because they've been so interested, haven't they? Yeah. You know, some of the, the ladies and the gentlemen that are there, they're sort of, you know, itching to come and have a good look around. And it was it was a real privilege to show to show them around and to, to hear their comments about how it looks. And um, because for them, they've lived opposite what was a derelict building and mm. for us to bring it back to life and breathe, breathe love into it, I think, is what we've done. What was some of the feedback you were getting? What did oh, you... they were absolutely stunning. They couldn't believe how fabulous it looked, how we'd managed to, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, sneak in those little elfin kitchens <laughs> into spaces that sometimes we thought we weren't going to get them into, didn't we? And um, so the elfin kitchens just provide that sort of space where we can get those slightly longer stays where, so we can mm. have guests who are able to cater for themselves and not necessarily rely on on going out to eat and you know the fact that we've got the laundry room so so guests can do their own laundry and can and can be really self-contained and i think genuinely said they'd have absolutely no hesitation in recommending it mm. to people visiting the area and um ian can i mention ian our mm. wonderful chap that i feel i've known all my life but i've actually only known him for eight days um who has been absolutely outstanding so ian's a handyman oh, um, i mean i don't think handyman does him justice no, he's all he's, round he's been great brilliant all so, the all the all the trades have been all the contractors yeah. they've all gone above and beyond i know you know you're paying for a service but they've all gone above and beyond and and they've all been very supportive of what we're trying to do and i think they've felt a bit of ownership of the project yeah. and, and a number of them came back to the, to the open day despite having spent pretty much the last two <laughs> yeah. weeks there they yeah. came back they brought family members to have a look around and and, and basically showcase what they've been up to yeah. as much as yeah. anything um and i think the main feedback i kept getting was around um how quickly we've turned this around which yes, i guess we have true. like i doesn't I don't, feel like it though. yeah it doesn't feel in some ways it doesn't feel like it but it's only been what two, two months. months yeah two months two from months. Don't get me wrong. This hasn't been a full refurb by any means, but at the same time, it's a it's a big chunk of building. It was not in a good state of repair, mm -hmm. um, and all the services have needed a complete yeah. overhaul. So, actually, in the space of well, eight weeks, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that really happened actually in the last two weeks, didn't it? It was you were saying two weeks ago we didn't even have kitchens in. Yeah. And suddenly we're launching and we've got the deputy mayor outside the building cutting the ribbon, yeah. and um, which was great, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, so the deputy mayor came And, and you've came done across. a lot of this on your own because really I've only been on it, well, probably in the last two weeks, really. Yeah. You've co sort of coordinated everything, project managed. So hats off to you really for doing that. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a slog at times um, and probably a, a bigger project than initially we thought. Either of us did, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but actually the results, I think, speak for themselves. And, yeah, just going back to... So, 
Deputy Mayor came. Yeah, had, sorry, I glossed over that a little yeah, bit. Sorry, so apologies. That, that was brilliant, wasn't it? And, oh, um, fab. You know, she loved it and it was nice to show around. We had the press there. So we've had some newspaper coverage. And that's not an ego trip for us. That's all about um, just embedding this property and our business into the community and trying to raise awareness and you know we invited a lot of local businesses to come to the open day um both people that we hope might book in the future but you know we we had our, our breakfast didn't we on after the open day at uh, the union street brasserie oh, in, in yeoville lovely. nice to just chill out and have a relaxed start after yeah. so many 5 a.m kickoffs and um you know they're going to do us a discount potentially to uh invite guests across who might want to come and have some breakfast and yeah so it's all about building those links and relationships isn't it mm, definitely yeah so our third and final deadline if you like our most important deadline is to be guest ready now this is where everything needs to actually work so what are the headaches that we're still dealing with here we've got wi-fi that we're still waiting for an installation date on yeah i'm I'm trying not to stress too much about the wi-fi at the end of the day there are temporary solutions that we can provide it's always a good idea to have backups anyway isn't it in terms of dongles and stuff but we've got some some kind of mobile internet solutions that it looks like we're going to have to lean on in the short term while we wait for the new line to be connected up which is frustrating it would have been nice to have a clean launch but um i think one way or another we'll have wi-fi for for, for guests in 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 a week or so we've obviously got a lot of work to do well danielle's doing a lot of work already behind the scenes in terms of listing the property Mm. getting it all up and running on all of the online travel agents and hooking up all of our systems um what else is there um plumbing we've still got some snagging haven't we yeah not as much i think tony from um watertight Watertight has done a, a brilliant job with sort of troubleshooting where the problems are i mean i think the way this building has been built it's a bit of an eagle it's all bolted together yeah so it's got like six water tanks has it or something ridiculous well, and- we've got a rogue water tank haven't we that doesn't seem to be heating up and it, initially it was uh, tripping mm. a fuse and it was and again because all of this is hidden now uh, well has always been hidden and, mm. and the electricians and the plumbers have done a great job in unraveling not literally but unraveling mm. where everything is and and uh you know making sense of it all but we do have a rogue which means that basically at the moment as it currently stands i'm sure it'll get sorted next week but we have several rooms that still don't have hot water currently um and we've had a a couple of pumps blow and 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 bits and pieces like that so um yeah we've got some snagging to do or some last minute bits and pieces to do with the plumbing but hopefully we can pull out the stops again this week and do that we've got ian coming back to just do some last minute bits and pieces um but essentially we are there or thereabouts, aren't yeah. we? And we're hoping to be guest ready for next weekend, um, at least in terms of having the calendar open. But you're looking at me um, sceptically there, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to defend my, oh. my project management skills here because I think originally, going back in the podcast, I think I said mid-July for launch. You did, yeah. Um, and we're looking end of July. Okay, it's creeping into beginning of August maybe, but in the grand scheme of things, I think, we've turned this one around pretty well and pretty quickly. So really exciting. So um, I hope you've enjoyed us documenting the uh, the journey that we've been on in setting up Eaton House Hotel. It's far from over. Obviously now, you know, there's never a dull moment, as we say, and we, we slip straight from project management mode into, you know, driving bookings. And I'm sure, oh, smart locks. I, I knew there was something the else. That I didn't smart know. locks, the 
bloody smart locks don't work. Um, well, it's probably, it, it may well be, well, I don't think it is user error, um, but there, there's an issue with the smart locks. They're not connecting properly. Um, and um, that arguably is our most problematic thing that we yes, need to solve this week. We, we, yeah, and I really don't want to go down the road of um, installing lock safes and everything else. Like we have backups, but I don't want to be putting... Um, you know, publicly accessible 14 lock boxes yeah. for all the rooms somewhere on the building so that they can get access to their keys. Yeah. I really don't want to have to do some sort of meet and greet service um, in the short term. So that's uh, a big priority for us mm. to try and troubleshoot that and get those locks working so that we can actually provide remote access because our whole model revolves around that. I knew there yeah. was something. Yeah, uh, I think, this I think you've put that in a, in a little little cupboard in your brain and shut the door on it. For well, a we can't do anything while we're not there. So we're back, what, late Tuesday we're heading down, yeah, is it? Yeah. Tuesday night, we're going to be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday doing all these last minute snagging bits. It's also everything that goes into the guest experience side. So mm. we need to record videos on how all the appliances work because we put those into our digital guest yeah. guide yeah. um we've got to make sure that all the signage is as clear as possible um, that all, all the uh, all the um soap dispensers work yeah soap dispensers work that the, the kitchens yeah. are all stocked uh, and the welcome packs are all stopped cons stocked consistently you're going to be labeling up the um the uh, the linen room and the Actually, laundry my room big, my big job is to go around and replenish all the biscuits that i've eaten as i've gone around doing stuff <laughs> <laughs> so we've still got some work to do um and yeah it, there is no, no resting when it comes to serviced accommodation um but we are to all intents and purposes there all thereabouts aren't we, are, we and it's it, very is, exciting yeah. and, and i have to say after having spent four or five of the six days that we were down there washing my hair in the um storage room to actually stand under one of the showers and have hot and water, hot water come, come down out. was actually a bit of a high highlight for me. Does it make you appreciate <laughs> the, the smaller things in life? Oh, yes, that's not a small thing. That's a lovely big thing. Okay, you ready to mix things up a bit? Let's mix away. So... If you've been listening to us from the start, then you're used to hearing from the wonderful Danielle and from Kim, but we are thrilled to introduce to you our new regular special guest on the podcast. Jenna has only been working with us at Gateway Accommodation for just a few weeks, but she's already having a big impact. And more importantly, we're really excited to see what she's going to bring to the business moving forwards. And we thought what better way to document her progress than to invite her onto the pod. I'm not going to say any more. We will let Jenna tell you more about her role and what she's been up to so should we give Jenna a call oh, I think let's do let's go for it okay let's call Jenna hi Jenna how are you doing I'm good how are you both really good really good welcome to the podcast yay Thank you for having me. It's really, really exciting to have you on. We've, um, I think we've said since pretty much when we first met you um, and we first kind of got you involved in Gateway Accommodation, we kind of said Jenna would be awesome on the podcast. We've oh, got to... We've got to rope her in like we've roped in Danielle and Kim. It's a prerequisite that you come and appear on the podcast, I think. Um, I'm going to have to live up to this expectation now then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, it's it's great to have you on. And um, I, it's going to be fascinating because I know you're looking at a completely different side to, to the business, uh, to Danielle and to Kim, and you're bringing a whole different side I've to it. I've been really excited about this because uh, I think you, we all have different strengths, don't we? And we play to each of our strengths. And we know where, the area where we really need 
support well not to kind of support with the, the area that we're perhaps have left a little bit uh in the background whilst we focused on building the business sort of from a logistics and you know work yeah, it's difficult reason, when you're like sales and marketing immersed in the day-to-day -day running of it anyway we're what, what, let's let jenna talk we're, yeah, we're, what are we doing? <laughs> so jenna why don't you tell her why don't you tell us and tell the listeners a little bit about what you're going to be focusing on obviously you spent the first few weeks uh onboarding and getting to grips with systems and bits and pieces like that but what what areas are you going to be focusing on within within the business so for me obviously onboarding was great it was a nice transition um so obviously doing partly some of the guest guest relations stuff yeah and then main role would be sales and marketing so yeah. from my perspective the main the main kind of target was social media um, yeah. initially so for me it was about building like a little social media plan um which you guys run through as well make sure you're happy um just keeping that engagement up because i think everything is very much on that social media platform at the moment um yeah. and that's how we can kind of strive for online bookings or direct bookings yeah um and then i suppose the other aspect of it is the marketing so my main kind of goals are to drive direct booking along with um obviously local businesses so yeah. if we can get any corporate stays any local partnerships we can be almost people's preferred supplier lists so when contractors come down things like that so just trying to build those connections so being a bit relentless as well as um <laughs> polite <laughs> um, but also just getting getting them to know who we are and kind of shouting yeah. about it but in, so, a, in a nice way. <laughs> so a small, a small role then, not not too much, not not, not too much to uh, occupy your time. But it is, it's a really exciting. Well, we're really excited. It's it's an exciting role. It's like you were you were just trying to explain there, wasn't it? Around the fact that um, we know we need to do, we know we can do more. We need to do more around driving direct bookings. We have had, had our heads buried so much into project after project after project that things like that have never we've got lots of ideas but they've never really made it to the top of our to-do list and it just needs someone now to really to run with it and to own it and to take it on and that's what you're already doing and you've been working on putting together a bit of a social media plan haven't you a bit of a calendar of um the kind of content we're going to be putting out on socials over the next few weeks yeah so just getting a bit structure yeah, yeah I, I really like on, on you know on the social media feed you know I like it, it it's almost like oh wow that's one of our properties you know the whole property of the week thing which you've sort of initiated and is coming through really nicely isn't it focusing on different properties not just down south but in the midlands and you know all our properties including all the management ones it's just so nice to see them displayed in that that way you've captured well the essence of what the properties are really well I think yeah, I think it's important for people to see the the different aspects of the the properties, but as well like the the little guest reviews as well. I think it's so important. I think everything relies on the guest review now. Yeah. So we can see we're actively getting new reviews that are great, and so why not talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. So how have you approached creating that structure? Because we've got lots of plans, haven't we? We've talked about um adding a load more video content and things like that. But how have you approached just creating that initial structure around our plan for social media content? So usually I'll go on a rule of three. So I would like to have three pieces of content out a week. Yeah. Um I think that gives enough engagement, but it doesn't bombard people. Yeah. Um so 
with relations to stories, say for Instagram and things like that, stories are day things. So they can go yeah. off. People can click on if they choose. But I think with a, with a post, um, it's very much a permanent thing. So yeah. we want our kind of feed to look kind of like you said not too corporate but we want that community piece as well so we want to be yeah. see the humans behind the the masterpiece if that makes sense yeah. so um that's kind of my structure would be initially three times a week so with a i'd say midweek video um yeah. i know you can, guys have been super busy so um <laughs> that that will hopefully get going yeah. soon and I'm excited about that because I feel yeah. like people will engage with those posts a lot more than just the the, the blanket ones. Yeah. Um, but it's just getting that original just structure and trying not to bombard people initially. Um, so the, the two weeks been working really well. Um, yeah. But then what we'll come up with is videos, potentially competitions. Yeah. Um, watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> down to you guys um and yeah just getting getting that little bit more engagement with um, a little bit more cheeky a bit more fun um so they see another side to the business as well and maybe meet the team so we'll have like little meet the team posts so engagement is the key isn't it that's the thing that i think is difficult it's not difficult to put out a lot of generic posts um like a lot of other you know and so that we don't look any different to any other operator out there so we're really trying to put some thought into how we can be doing things a little bit differently and putting out some content like you say like showing people the behind the scenes showing people the face behind the brand if you like and um so that people get to know us and what our values are and that kind of thing and you know that's that's kind of what we're looking to try and achieve isn't it yeah 100 percent. i think there's so much competition we just need to be we just need to see show how we're different and i think that is the people that we are and yeah. we can just put that and just like display that to people on social media that i'm sure that they'll feel more comfortable with booking with us if you yeah. know if you feel you know that person yeah you see them all the time yeah I, th I think that's so true actually because it's a bizarre the world we live in now isn't it because you see all these videos and everything else and you you feel that you know those people when those little videos pop up all the time and and it's bizarre when you actually meet them in real life because you think oh wow you know but um and and i think it's exciting for mark to bring out your inner ben fogel again because you know you've you quite enjoyed that didn't you your, your little videos we've been so busy that like you say jenna that's kind of been on the back burner a little bit and uh i think our, our we're planning a, a a day of videoing aren't we so i must get my hair done and you know we've my worked. nails <laughs> We've worked with we worked with I can't remember if we told you this, Jenna. We worked with a a videographer before, and quite often they had me, you know, strolling down a high street in the New Forest, kind of gazing wistfully from side to side, and <laughs> I just felt like Ben Fogel. I could just imagine the the the, the instructions that he was getting as a you know he was filming his latest documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel I have to channel my inner Ben Fogel when it when it comes to doing this kind of thing. Should but... we be current? Should we be Ken and Barbie? I don't know. We've not seen the Barbie movie. But no, perhaps I shouldn't mention that's going to be cut, no doubt. <laughs> So yeah, it's really exciting. We're we're looking forward to um we're looking forward to really building on that side because you actually come from a sort of health and fitness background, don't you? And I'd imagine although you're very quickly learning and, and and getting up to speed with with our industry, and I think that was one of the things that really sort of impressed us from the beginning is how 
quickly you sort of latched on to mm. the priorities within our business and our industry and everything else like that but there's also a lot of crossovers isn't there in terms of you um looking to build a community build a following because obviously what we want as uh, you know business owners ultimately is we're doing this to drive bookings and to drive revenue and to drive sales and that will always be the metric but around that it's about building our audience isn't it and i guess there's a lot of crossovers from what you've done previously Oh, 100 percent they're they're people on the outlet on the outside wouldn't necessarily think that but actually when you get down to the detail um being obviously back in the fitness industry that you do wear a lot of different hats and the main role is sales and marketing so yeah. for but and exactly that you're trying to drive sales and revenue and yeah. similar to where we what we're doing here so um it's just changing that obviously just initial detail of what it is yeah. you're trying to sell in a way um yeah. but again yeah building that community is so it's so important and the followers you know i feel like we've we've seen the followers increase even in this last like month and a half yeah yeah definitely. On our platforms they've been increasing and it's just getting that it, but it's picking the right platforms to choose which content you put so for instance linkedin is more of a professional so yeah. you may be a bit bit difficult bit different different content for that but yeah. with instagram and threads and maybe tiktok <laughs> um, <laughs> we're still dancing to excuse the pun we're still dancing around tiktok aren't we we, have, yeah. we haven't we yes. haven't quite made the step maybe now that we've got eaten house out of the way we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll venture into tiktok at yeah. some point i'm yeah. not i'm not sure i'm um I'm ready to be a TikTok star yet. You'd pick a great TikTok. I'm not star. sure that's on my road. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think so too. I think that's definitely one on the plan. Yeah, but definitely. speaking of Eaton House, and you mentioned before about um, linking with local businesses, so I guess social media comes under the bracket of indirect sales in a way because people are gonna we're gonna build an audience, they're gonna find us, and 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 hopefully they'll 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 book because they know, like, and trust us, but ultimately you're another big part of your role which is arguably a more challenging side mm. to the role is the direct sales side of things and actually calling local businesses understanding what their requirements are for accommodation trying to build those links it's something that we feel passionate about in terms of when we do set up a new site so we had it with the madison mm. we've got it again with with eaton house and yeovil is really embedding that property that business that, that into the community and linking with local businesses but a big part of your role is going to be calling companies isn't it and speaking to them and like it's a tough gig it's a tough gig like you're probably already experiencing i think the, the how to get around the gatekeepers find out who the right person is to speak to it's not easy is it no it's it's definitely one of the harder parts but i actually love the challenge yeah. so for me for instance, when we were doing the launch for Eaton House, yeah. uh, that was definitely one of those where you had to tread cautiously because equally, Yuval is the community, isn't it? So already, and you're kind of injecting yourself into them. Yeah. Um, so you just need to be, oh, we're, we're doing this. Like, just be really polite, mm. positive, yeah. and just tread cautiously. But, yeah, getting past the gatekeepers. But to be fair, I had quite a lot of success, um, yeah. which I was quite happy with. Uh, so I've got a few emails, phone numbers, contact like contacts that I can now speak to. Um, so that was that was great. And obviously, we got the um, the assistant mayor, yeah. um, or deputy mayor. Deputy so that mayor, was definitely yeah. a good bit of 
That was, that was a great brilliant. Was that was amazing. Brilliant. You, did a, done, you yeah. did a brilliant job there. And we had the press along and that was really um, what we needed to achieve, I guess, from, from the open day was to get that kind of exposure. So you did a brilliant job. Yeah, of content. And even the, the businesses that that weren't able to show on the day, the fact that we've reached out to yeah. them, the fact that they've, again, they've put a face to the, to the name, if you like, is um, is going to pay off further down the road. And it's just following up on those those relationships, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I, yeah. I think you did an amazing job with that one. Really, really well done. And, um, you know, the whole day and, and for you to be able to be there, it was just great, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. it worked really well. It worked really well. I think, the, I think initially was emails, so just trying to get the emails. So if they weren't, like, displayed online, we'd then, I would then find the number call the number and try and get through that way to say i'm just trying to invite you to something so mm. rather than just being kind of trying to sell something it was more like this is us inviting you yeah. um so it's a really nice time to actually get in contact with those businesses because when you're doing cold calling sometimes mm. people are a bit more standoffish whereas yeah. when we're kind of inviting them to something it's giving them a nice introduction to who we are um yeah. so it was it was quite a nice quite a nice challenge um but yeah who are you asking to speak to though so are you did you find that it was the hr department did you find that it was the the pas you know who who were you getting most joy with i guess so depending on who i was contacting um if it was like a real real local um kind of singular business i would often ask to speak to the owner um so that was kind of that easy part. Whereas, for instance, like the NHS, that was that was quite difficult. Uh, so I kept getting different receptionists from different departments. Bounced around, um, yeah. Yeah. And then in the end, I just asked for like a communications email um, or a communications uh, person in communication. So the person yeah. who would be sending newsletters out or the person who would be the one to be sending information, whether that be HR uh, whether that be a communications or whether that be a PA. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose with the NHS, it's different, isn't it? Because they have different PAs for different like consultants and things. So yeah. the communications was the one we needed to go down with that yeah. one. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's just trying to get around those and kind of figure out the structure of their business as well. I think you yeah. have to really – with my previous role, I really had obviously – it was easier to understand the right this is the person you need to go to but with this it's very very vast so you've got yeah. a lot of different businesses so they'll have different structures so it's just finding out the right person and linkedin's great for that like yeah that's LinkedIn's true great for finding out it's great that information if you, and also if you if you know a name if you know yes. a name yeah. you know, can I speak that's even got that's gold. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's it's such it makes such a massive difference, doesn't it? Having a personal contact that you can break through all of the red tape. And yeah, that's a really good tip around LinkedIn, because obviously, you can then actually filter by company. And then by the people that work for that company, you can even see their job description, and it makes it so much easier to get to the to the right person. Um, it's then finding ways to send people direct mail in LinkedIn that doesn't just end up on the trash pile, which we is probably a whole subject for another conversation because um, that, that's challenging in itself. I know I'm terrible for, for reading my direct messages in LinkedIn. Um, but no, I think that's really, we're really excited about what you're doing there because in many ways it's building on a lot of stuff that we've kind of done accidentally 
um, and we need to really take that to the next level. So we've always done a good trade with hospitals. We've always done a good trade with um, like uh, airports and, and all the infrastructure around airports. But it's not we've obviously followed up with people why they book we've i think our real focus pretty much since we launched the business has been around converting bookings that have come through into direct bookings that seemed to be the right place for us to spend our time and energy was on making that conversion and that's been really successful but it's now actually going out and formalizing relationships with a local hospital a training center an events venue whatever it might be big employers in the area are formalizing that so that you know we can really start to drive and increase our percentage of direct bookings and in so doing decrease our dependence mm -hmm. on airbnb booking.com booking all of those guys yeah. so it's a really yeah. no pressure jenna but it's, <laughs> it's a really important uh role that you're coming in to play in the business uh, i know I'm, I'm so happy to be part of it yeah no it's been lovely it's been been lovely to have you on board and i'm looking because the eaton house hotel and we're going to talk about this a little bit later but a part of the the hotel, we've got this conference space, haven't we? Which I think you and I are both excited about. And, and I think that's one of the things hopefully I'm going to have a little bit more time to do is to work with you on that and really engage with the community to be able to offer that as a space. You know, where, yeah. you know, not not just corporate meetings, but perhaps the local book club. Yeah, um, community stuff. You know, to, to actually get to meet people and offer this space uh, because it is a good space. It's, it's got that lounge area. It's got the meal prep area. We put a projection screen in um, at the week. Well, just the other day. And I know you're already on Amazon looking for projectors. So it's going to be a very, very good. I've space. ordered the projector. Oh, you know, I like my oh, toys. Yeah. yeah, that's all. That's all done. I'm pretty hard nosed with this stuff. Like for me, it will come down to return on investment. And if we get enough engagement and traction um, from that, um, then great. If not, they'll be converted into rooms yeah. as far as I'm concerned. H having said that, there will be a trade off because if it's generating a reasonable amount of revenue, but it's also increasing our reputation visibility. our visibility within the community that yeah. has a value attached to it doesn't yeah. it if people because the problem is like if people never have a reason to come to your premises then they stop talking about it whereas if it's being so yeah. the deputy mayor was saying that they might have like events that they might use the room for and stuff like that so if if That's it great. If it becomes part of the community, I think it's that much easier to yeah. build a business off yeah. the back of it, isn't it? You know, and conferences, you know, and the delegates booking rooms for the conferences, it's all contained, it's all in one place. And although, you know, and it's what, 10, 15 minutes to, to Yeovil to walk, yeah. you know, it's easily yeah, accessible to restaurants or shops, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, five, 10 minutes, I would working say. Working is great there. I think that ne that networking you know for for me when i was going to networking events it was in like little coffee shops but actually if you have a designated space that's even better because it's you know for instance a coffee shop's not shut off so it's ready there for the public whereas that space is just perfect for mm. a networking event just yeah. yeah you've got a projector there it's got everything you need um so and and that that again is then community isn't it so yeah, yeah. yeah i do I do think it definitely has its has its um has its place in the community that little space. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, little, is it? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, no, really good. So um, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Jenna. That's really great to welcome you to the podcast and for people to hear from you. I think um, 
hopefully you're well i know you'll embrace our warts and all philosophy on on the podcast so uh i'm 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 actually looking forward to in a few weeks time you know we'll be chatting and you'll be pulling your hair out because you know so and so hasn't got back to you and yeah. you know this that and, and that's that's what this is all about is actually giving people the highs and the lows we haven't managed yeah. i don't think we've had either Danielle or Kim swear on the podcast yet we I think I think they've come pretty close maybe you'll be the first one we'll see <laughs> my mum will kill me <laughs> oh I love it um but yeah no thank you so much for your yeah, input you, Jenna Jim. it's thank been you. lovely to introduce you to all our listeners and um we look forward to catching oh, up with you next time absolutely. on the podcast yeah thank you Jenna thank oh, you thank you Jenna. bye, bye. How cool was that? Didn't she do well? Oh, she she's just brilliant. I love her to bits. She's just really taken ownership of this straight away, hasn't she? And has come. I know you're really, really bad at letting go. And you admitted the other day that you found it quite strange when talking to Jenna that you would say something. She, oh, no, I've already done that. Yeah, oh, no, or that's say, I'll leave it with me, I'll sort it. Yeah, and, and you're like, yeah, I'm not used to that. No, um, you're really which, which and is, you're really bad at it, I have to say. Well, you know, it's, it comes from ha- having run it myself it and yeah. um, it's just an adjustment, isn't it? Yeah. But it's brilliant, it's a great feeling and I think that was what it was all about for us. You know, we've always been about working with good people, nice yes. people, and it was more about finding the right person for the job i mean it would have been so easy for us to go to a property va agency or find someone with you know experience in this industry um but actually for us that's not who we are is it but also i think it's for me it's more about finding the right person with the right we can teach them the systems we can teach them the industry um it's not rocket science it's about finding the right person with the right ethics and the right um uh, reason to be here and I think you know Jenna's really um, you know engaged with yes, the business and, and, and come on board so yeah we're, we're, we're delighted and um, I can't wait for you to, to hear more from, from Jenna it's going to be really interesting to see how the whole sales and marketing stuff yes, evolves as we go through about that. So do we have any uh, listeners' questions this week? We do, actually. Um, we had a question from another Mark, great name, mm-hmm. on Instagram, who is interested in the kitchenettes that we uh, have installed at Ooh. Eaton House. And he's asking, what is the smallest p- uh, space that we've managed to fit one in? He's thinking of using them as a solution for some of the rooms at their latest project in Scotland, but they think that some of the rooms are too small. Um, okay, well... Podcasting isn't the ideal medium for this because it's, it's difficult for mm-hmm. to visually demonstrate the, the the kind of spaces that we're talking about. But, um, but Elfin do a range, don't they? Of, so it's Elfin Kitchens. Yeah, Elfin um, kitchens. Th- th- this particular, we've used Housing Kitchens before. We've used, you know, convert, but, but Elfins are um, uh, a company that specialise in kitchens designed for compact spaces. Uh, yeah. They're really cool little units. They come almost entirely pre built. Um, and we just hook them up to the plumbing and we hook them up to we basically plug them into a socket. I think um, Elfin are, are rebranding now because actually on their signage, they've got plug and go. Have they? Yeah. Yeah, so which we, is essentially what it, it is. It comes in a it? massive 250 kilogram box. 
which we have lifted several of them, haven't we? It was massive to lift. They're not massive when you consider there's an entire no, kitchen fitted, fully fitted in there already. Oh, they're so, brilliant, sorry. And that's the other thing is, you know, um, when you look at the cost of an Elfin kitchen, you have to consider the fact that you're not going to have the same labour costs that yeah, you've got in installing, um, a, you know, a full fitted kitchen. So in that sense, they're a really innovative solution. But space-wise, they fit into... Um, remarkably small spaces. Was it 110 was the smallest? No, one, a metre. Was it a metre? Yeah, a metre. So our smallest units are a metre wide. Um, yeah. And so, um, again, it's difficult to visually demonstrate. Um, jump onto our Instagram channel at Secret Service Podcast because we're going to be sharing pictures of Eaton House Hotel as they start to come through and you'll see some of the, the kitchens in situ. But a metre wide is the smallest one that we've yeah, used. Yeah, and within I, that, I is think that, that's that one their, number two? I think that's their smallest, isn't yeah. it? But I don't think they went smaller than that. And within that, you've got the the combi microwave you've got a little fridge and a sink yeah. and it looks stunning fridge um, with a freezer yeah. compartment um and it's yeah you've got everything you need for a short stay and we were even looking at one point at putting one in a cupboard weren't we and mm. they do do that as yeah. well it would have it would have fitted in a yeah. cupboard so um and it, different but, colors as well even so, it comes down to the utilisation of space. If I think back to the Madison, when we didn't use Elfin kitchens, we actually had full Howden's kitchens. Yeah. But there were some rooms there that, you know, I think our smallest room is 14 metres squared over the Madison. And it's got um, a full kitchen with a full convection oven, microwave, you know, fridge, freezer, extensive storage space um, within that small space. But you would never feel like it feels compromised in any way it's a lovely little don't get me wrong you're not going to live there long term but that's not what they're for um so you would be amazed at the spaces that you can fit these kitchens in and it does really elevate that unit to the next level and it opens it up to a whole different target market than had you not done it so i can't uh, recommend highly enough looking at that option particularly if you are looking to attract longer stays and working stays that sort of thing and we had varying levels of elfing kitchens didn't we in within this projects Mm. some of them have all the works some of them don't have a sink um, because we weren't able to easily access the plumbing uh, Mm. through from the bathroom and so uh, some of them don't have a sink and they're just gonna have to wash up in the the the, the ensuite which sounds like a a slightly clunky solution Um, and we we did install sinks wherever we possibly could but still having a microwave having a fridge to store some food is uh, is a is a really yeah, and big just, amenity to yeah. add, isn't it? And I'm just going to because one of the things I like doing is actually sort of almost like working out the workflow of how something's going to happen. So I'm off after we've done all this to do a little bit of investigative work because I'm thinking, well, we need a stacker, we need a tray, so you can carry it to the bathroom, you can wash it, you can then bring it all back. So it's all those little things, yeah. you know, that that help. IKEA's good for that, isn't yeah, it? Works, I, I, I try yeah. and steer away from IKEA furniture where possible now, but <laughs> they do built they, too many. they do do a good good trade in um, innovative. Kind of space saving solutions so i think the bottom line is um guys and mark jump onto our instagram have a look at some of the pictures we're going to be posting over the next few days and you'll see uh, where we've been able to be pretty creative with space and i would definitely think it's a good thing to look into so i'm not sure how much you're aware of this next one because this kind of all happened in the background i think you were busy down at eaton house and uh, i was um well danielle was handling this but i was um liaising with danielle on on this particular challenge that we've had this week which i thought would be there's always new challenges isn't there we were saying to people that you can't ever be prescriptive about oh how do i deal with this how do i deal with that because so and this is where i think our team really excels because 
having a te team members that are invested in us and the property in the company makes the guest experience and how we problem solve is so much better than having that remote VA, isn't it? I think you, you can be prescriptive to a degree. We yeah. have policies, we have procedures. We try to make sure that our policies increasingly envelop, you know, all of these different eventualities. But yeah. ultimately, like you it's said, there's, <laughs> there's stuff that just needs manual intervention and, and a, a bit of common sense applying to it sometimes. And this particular challenge, I thought, was worth flagging up on the podcast. So, because um, it does come up, we've we've had a guest staying with us for. For a period of time, um, I forget how long, a few weeks maybe, in one of our service departments in the Midlands, and um, they asked to extend. That's very common, might mm. be a work contract extended. They only wanted to extend by a couple of days. So absolutely fine. So um, Daniel went ahead and quoted them the price for the extension. As a routine thing, we offer them a 10% discount to reflect the fact that they, you know, this is a continuation of a stay. Um, but anyway, the, the, the guest, for whatever reason, um, took umbrage with the what they'd been quoted they didn't like the price essentially mm, okay. um and it was slightly higher than the price that they would paid the average nightly rate they paid for the for the bulk of the booking and that's because we use dynamic pricing yeah. it's further into the summer season we're going to be and you know we're going to be charging more for for those nights um we did obviously apply a discount but they weren't happy with the, with the price and that suddenly presents a rather sensitive mm. situation because they are already at the property they're in the property but they are showing resistance about paying for that extension and so now there's a, a real a bit of an impasse isn't there around um obviously they need to pay for that extension we are perfectly within our rights to ask them to leave and even uh, I don't want to use the term like forcibly remove, but, you know, we're within our rights to have them leave the property if they don't agree to pay, but they are already in there. It's not just a simple case that we can, if someone doesn't pay for a book and we can change the lock safe code mm. or whatever to deny access, they're already entrenched yeah. in the property. So it's quite a sensitive one. And there was a lot of backwards and forwards and Daniel having to justify the slight price increase. We did end up going back with a, uh, a, a very uh, slightly higher discount for them just as a goodwill gesture um, and I think that ended up smoothing things over but the, the thing that makes us nervous as hosts I think is around and you do hear horror stories I don't think we've ever had this I we've don't had think a, a slight issue with a we guest did that once, didn't you're right. we did, we've still we got did. their stuff in our lockup. yeah a couple of years later um Yes, we have had this before. I tell a lie. Um, but it, it's it's not a regular occurrence. If you've got the right steps in place with your processes and your terms and conditions in particular, then you protect yourself. But what we're worried about is someone who decides to, in effect, claim squatters' rights mm. so that they, they refuse to leave the, the property. Um, and what's really important is that in things like your, your listing and in particular your terms and conditions, we get everybody to sign our terms and conditions. It doesn't matter what platform they've booked through. It makes it very clear that this is not to be used as their principal prime residence. And we take, um, we, we need them to provide a, a registered address um, as their principal prime residence to sort of back that up. And that's really important because otherwise you are quite vulnerable to somebody um, staying longer term in your property and effectively adopting tenancy yeah. rights. So we make that very clear in our systems and, and, and processes and in our terms and conditions and in all of our communications with the guest. Um, 
But it does it does slightly put you on edge, doesn't it? Yes, when when it someone does, yes. is in your property but refusing to pay for those additional nights at that stage. So um, Daniel handled it brilliantly as always. Um, but there was, you know, that's where we get involved um, and we have that line of communication yeah. with Danielle to say, look, what do you want to do with this situation? We've got this here. Um, how can we create a win-win situation for, for both mm. parties? And hopefully they came away happy with with the resolution they got the additional stay that they wanted at a price that they were happy with and and um you know we we don't have the prospect of that confrontation to have to remove someone from the yeah. um daniel handled it brilliantly but if you come across that that's that's the most important thing that you're making it very clear in your guest communication in your terms and conditions that this is not their principal prime right. residence this is a short stay accommodation and as such the person staying there does not have any ex- what's called exclusive right to occupy so they don't have any tenancy rights so um the beauty of service accommodation is we don't have the same issues that a lot of buy-to-let landlords are facing at the moment, um, particularly with some of the anti-landlord sentiments and and policy that's coming through from the government, where it's very difficult to evict someone. Mm. They don't have those tenancy rights. If we want to change the locks on the doors and put their stuff out on the street, we're perfectly within our rights to do that. Well, that's a wrap for episode 11. I think we covered a lot of ground this week, don't you? We've covered a lot of ground in the pod and we've covered a lot of ground down at Eaton House Quite Hotel. Quite literally, literally, we've covered a lot of mileage. What about cliffhangers for this week? Oh, well, God, I think it's got to be, are you actually going to be able to solve the smart lock problem without pulling your hair out? Will people be able to get into the hotel <laughs> that, that we've spent so long um, creating for them? Yeah, absolutely. And when will our first booking be? I know, that's Will we be exciting. open uh, within the next seven days for our first guests? I think that's the most exciting thing is watching the, you know, the software, the apps we have and just seeing that little little notification buzz come through to say we've had our first booking um so thank you so much for listening if you're a new listener or even if you're a regular listener of the pod and you're enjoying our weekly waffle then there are a couple of things that we would love if you could do for us Firstly, please show some love for Jenna. Wasn't she just awesome? Definitely. Show some love for Jenna. <laughs> Send us a DM or a voice voice note over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast to bigger up and to send in any questions that you may have or just let us know what you think of the pod so far. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. And the next thing is to tell other people about the podcast. There are a couple of ways you can do this. You can leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, which helps other people find us. But it would also be really cool if you would share something about the pod and you listening to the pod on your own socials and tag at Secret Service Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will keep churning out episodes for as long as you guys are enjoying it and getting value. So see you all next week. See you all next week. Thank you. Take care. Bye. I, I will prove to you the proper way to have yeah, it gone. Yeah, I'm to do a picture to show me the aesthetics of a yeah. cream on top of jam scone. It must be a jam thing. Liam always has the, the jam first and it absolutely offends me. 